0: every podcast like this (laughs) um hello 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 everyone hi guys
1: welcome back to flick talk with your hosts fee and bell i'm fee and i'm bell and today we are looking at two weeks notice featuring hugh grant and sandra bullock in our rom-com for this week so
0: i keep referring to this as made in manhattan for some reason I keep thinking we're still doing that movie. It's really not made in Manhattan. Um, <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's I mean, I they're
1: am. both New York. They were both made in New York. so.
0: That's true. They were both made in uh, Manhattan. Air
1: and fun fact, actually, this is quite early in the episode for a fun fact, but guys, just go with it. Fun fact. Um, Oh, no, actually, it's not a fun fact. It's it's quite morbid. But basically, they were both made r- right after nine eleven. So I think Made in Manhattan, I think, yeah, I think, no, we mentioned that last week and yeah, this yeah, week. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Looking
1: at Two Weeks Notice. I think it was actually the yeah. first movie to be made after nine eleven. Oh, no, yeah, it was so the first Hollywood movie, yeah, movie yeah, to yeah, be yeah. made after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Thanks
0: there we go. Spell? That's, that was my first fact for the movie. I'm oh, I'm so sad. So sp- <laughs> um it's all right that's okay um that's how we're gonna start the podcast off
1: you can have one of Um, my facts next week that's all right that's all right the more the merrier
0: um so so we are actually recording on the week of um the 9th of march and basically last night we witnessed a very um I, a momentous occasion in history i think i that's how i'm going right. to say it um mm. but we think it's important to just kind of bring it up on the podcast um just to have our say on it and yeah anything um anything else so basically for all for anyone who hasn't been online for like the past few days or the past few weeks... um Prince Harry and um, the Duchess of Success, success. Yeah, actually, it is success. <laughs> the Duchess of Sussex. Su- Su- success Su- and Sussex. Su- 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 I can't even. Oh my god, my S's. Um Meghan Markle and Prince Her- Prince Harry mm-hmm. sat down in um, an interview with the, I guess the mother of the world, Oprah. Um, a bit, that's a bit I'm much. <laughs> I love Oprah. Doesn't everyone love? I mean, Oprah? we like
1: Oprah, but okay,
0: Belle doesn't Mother love of the Oprah. World.
1: We're gonna start calling her Mother Nature. Okay, soon. I'm gonna
0: say, um, interviewer of the world. Let's let's go with that. Right. Yeah. Uh, very of the world. very
1: iconic. Yeah.
0: Uh Miss Oprah Winfrey. Um, mm. and they obviously sat down to explain their ag- exit from the royal family and everything that followed uh, all the sensational headlines and basically the vilifying of this couple Mm -hmm. from the british press as well as the royal family so um we're not going to go into to to deep to any like deep specifics i think we're just going to kind of very Mm -hmm. keep it brief we're just going to give our opinions about it um but i just thought this was a good thing to bring up um just because I think it's it's important to exclaim the importance of mental health. I think this is the interview that really touched me. And that's why I wanted to bring it up and kind of just raise awareness. Um, because certain impressions, i.e. dick... Um, I don't even know the biggest dickhead in the world. Piers Morgan um, had a really negative and just a shame... Like, shameful I guess approach to some of the things said in the interview Um, and we just wanted to explain that um, he's a dick don't listen to dicks like that Um, (laughs) dick 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 and there we go Um, but yeah um, over to Belle um, what did you what were your findings basically from the? well
1: I mean even so even I think obviously I'm sure this is like the 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 key thing that kind of really really shocked everyone, which is obviously the race issue about um you know the the color the potential color of um their son's skin when she was still pregnant with him and you can even you can even see at that moment before she says it she's quiet for a moment and she hesitates, and it's almost as if like she was thinking. I mean, I'm guessing she was probably thinking, should I say this? Should I not? Will this cause like a whole drama? And then she says it and you see Oprah's reaction and she's just like, what? Oh my goodness. And you just, I I just don't, oh uh, yeah, it, it was just, yeah, it was just very shocking. Very shocking. I'm, I'm, and I mean, I'm just glad that the i mean i was saying this to feet earlier but i'm just glad that the american you know Amer, you know they're living in america they seem to be happy and it looks like the american media is in support of them so i think that's quite a good thing because
0: majority yeah of.
1: well yeah the majority of not all of them but um but i mean if they were in the uk that would be a whole different story they would be completely just like demonized and I mean, just like she said. I mean, Oprah asks it's, her, "Were it, you I mean, silent?" Yeah. yeah. And when Oprah asks her, "Were you silent or were you silenced?" And she says the latter. And it's just sad that you, you know, you've got all this. You know, everyone knows you around the world, and yet you're so. You're just. You feel so isolated. It's it's like being amongst people and yeah. feeling like the loneliest person in the world. It's just, yeah, it's just very sad. Yeah. Very, very sad. And it just, I mean, like Harry said, he didn't want history to repeat itself. And I think, personally, I think they made the right decision. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Um,
1: Oh, and good news. Piers Morgan quit. I don't know if you heard, Fee.
0: Did he actually quit? Yeah, literally,
1: just before... (laughs) I yeah, just before we started, I was watching the news, and he quit the show. Thank God. So they're basically He's saying, like, who do you think might um Fuck you, Piers Morgan. <laughs> they're basically saying, yeah. So I mean, he quit his job literally in the. Mi- I don't know if you saw in the middle of the show. Was it Good Good Morning?
0: Yeah. He left, Yeah, he, he like left walked into, out like a little pitch. Petulant he child. literally walked yeah. out, and
1: some because someone was basically putting in putting him in his place, and not even in in a in a respectful way, might I add. And he was just saying like you can't treat someone like that, and especially I mean, With yeah, race, yeah. And you also have to take into consideration, he's. I mean, okay, he's he's a journalist, but y- like there are lines that you don't cross. I mean, he's 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 that, dragged.
0: Yeah, that isn't journalism. No, what no, he is doing no. that is not journalism. It was instigating hate, and he's um, just trying to ram his his opinions hatred. down yeah. people's
1: necks. And no one's no one's really interested. He's just he's just a, he was just a bully. It's just bullying. It's yeah,
0: yeah. For a fifty-year-old man, it's okay for him to bully women, mostly women. Um uh yeah, and he's he's a privileged white man and he needs to be taken down. Um, but anyways, that's oh gosh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Well No. This has just crossed the line, way yeah, just crossed the line completely.
0: Um but yeah, I think uh, like you said, Belle, I think that was the kind of the theme that I'm going in as well, is um at the end of the day it was this mm-hmm. just needs right. to be aired out about i think that, that like as much as we want to be really naive about what the royal family rep- represents um it's also important to establish mm. the flaws um and the there's basically a real a definitive line of yet like wrong and right and right exactly um if people aren't are really, like, failing to understand what was so horrible about the situation, um, then I'm... Like, I I don't have any words because, like, I don't understand how clear it could have been. And um, Mm. especially the whole... The whole... um, Suicidal thoughts and um, just the the deterioration of her mental health. I think that was such an important thing to mention because... um, it is it is so courageous to ask for help. Um, like she said, you know, it's the hardest thing to have to ask someone for help, and then when you're being denied mm. that, that can have such a detrimental effect, and mm-hmm. just such an yeah. It's like you don't know what that like if she, you don't know what she could have done after she was told no. Um, and the fact that she's here and she's like obviously, um, with her kids, um, and having another child like it's it's just amazing, and if anyone is struggling with um those kind of thoughts, I would <laughs> just tell someone um yeah okay, just um yeah just it's like it's it's another mm-hmm. step of courage like if you are feeling if you are feeling that way, just please talk to someone i'm yeah. i I know that it will be better in but better out than in um and yeah um i think that's that's just one of the reasons that we want to mention this um just please let someone know if you are feeling a certain way um if you don't want to talk to your friends or family there are so many websites um mind is a good one um that they, they actually like offer help and you you have like a counselor assigned to you so please um please go ahead and yeah and i think we're going to move right. on yeah um so yeah, we watched Two Weeks Notice. Um <laughs> I watched this a couple of years ago because I heard that everyone in the world loved this movie. Um me not so much. <laughs> um I don't know, Belle, what did you think?
1: I mean, sorry, for you. just to um just just before I go ahead and say mm. what I thought. Did you see a difference between when you, like, watching it now and when you first watched it?
0: I think I was, like, a lot more, like, accepting the first time I watched it. Like, I I was like, right. oh, yeah, this is kind of a... Actually, I don't even... Yeah, I think I was like, oh, this is kind of a cute movie. And then I must have just forgotten. Mm. It wasn't, obviously, it wasn't a movie that stuck with me because, obviously, we're going to get Very there. memorable, yeah. Um Yeah. But, um... Yeah, the
1: critics had a lot to say about that.
0: I mean, I have a lot to say about that, and I'm sure you do, too. But, like, yeah, I, I don't... Yeah. It wasn't something that stuck to me. I watched it because I think I was, like, going through all of Hugh Grant's, like, rom-coms um, at the time. Right. So that's why I must have watched it. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I don't think it was that memorable. That's why, I mean, here we are. No. Um. But I what agree. did you think, Belle?
1: So, my thoughts. I... I thought it was, eh, I thought it was okay. fine. <laughs> yeah,
0: I thought it was eh. Too. Neither
1: here nor there. It, yeah, it wasn't, um, I I mean, I wouldn't pay to watch it in the cinema. Hell
0: no. And
1: I, I don't think, I don't think if you offered me to, if you offered it I'd run. to me to watch for free. I'd run. I don't think, I think I'd like turn off the telly. <laughs> Once is enough. I think for me, definitely, this movie was definitely it. Um, it was definitely one of those movies where you're, you know, I watched it and thought, once is enough. I, uh-huh. exactly. I'm. It's not something I'm gonna want want to watch again. I mean, if you love it, if anyone loves it out there, you know, I'm sure you love it for, you know, you've got your own reasons. But I just didn't okay. really think it was anything. <laughs> I didn't think it was anything great. Unfortunately. I
0: think I saw it got like eighty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something. I think it was something crazy like that. I don't know. And I was like eighty one percent of this of this everyone like loved like this film basically. Um
1: it was more mixed reviews to be honest. There were a really? lot of mixed reviews. I, I swear I've seen
0: yeah, I said tomatoes, hang on. Yeah. I mean that is my story. I mean the
1: overall score <laughs> the, the overall score was just below average. Yeah,
0: I mean I If I'm
1: remembering that. correctly. If I'm remembering correctly, it was just below average.
0: Forty two percent, sorry, but there was I think it was Google that like Yeah. When you Google it apparently it says eighty one percent have liked this or something and I was like, mm. Why?
1: I mean anyway. what I will say is um which um I mentioned to feet earlier but what I will say is I like both actors. So I like Hugh Grant and I like Sandra Bullock and I love their acting. I like both of them. I think mm-hmm. they do, they do rom-coms really well, but the pairing yeah. Yeah. of the both of them, I just didn't think I, I did not see the chemistry at all. I didn't see yeah. the chemistry. I mean, we'll get into this. Yeah. yeah we'll get into it. but like, I,
0: there was just no chemistry no. for me. Like I, it was just so awkward. I, mm-hmm. I, I, couldn't even watch when they kissed each other because it was just.
1: <laughs> yeah, was I, so I cringed when they kissed. Um, I was like, no, I don't see it. It's
0: Like gross. Um. So yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna delve into the little facts. Mm-hmm. Um, brace yourselves. There's really not that many facts about this movie. I even watched it behind the scenes, and it was just, um, them getting their like lines wrong, and that's it. No. Oh. Um, There we go. So um, I was going to call it Made in Manhattan. I don't know why it's in my (laughs) head. Um, So Two Weeks Notice um, was released in 2002. Yeah, that's right. 2002. um, And it was directed by Mark Lawrence. Um Mark Lawrence is also a well-known director with, like who loves to work with Sandra mm-hmm. Bullock a lot like they're uh, they're both kind of um often in collaboration with one another and she actually took on this role without even reading the script I believe. Oh, wow. Um yeah mm. so it was written and directed by uh, Mark Lawrence and I'm just going to mention it in there. He also um directed uh no he wrote I think. I think he wrote um Miss Congeniality, mm. which is um I really like that one. Yeah. I and like it. he also wrote um Music and Lyrics, which is another mm-hmm. Hugh Grant one. Um Did You Hear About The Morgans, which is with um Sarah Jessica Parker and Hugh Grant. Um
1: I remember when it came out. I didn't watch it, yeah. but I do remember when it came out. It was years ago, I think I was I don't know. I was in secondary school or something. I
0: think it was like 2011ish or something. Yeah. Or 2000 like 10 or something. 2009 that's when it was released. So yeah, it was fairly fairly a few years yeah. ago. But I think I think I pre- like Did you hear about The Morgans? I would prefer that to this movie. Okay. Um it's a really good movie. Um and very recently, he made a Noel, which is like a Christmas film, which was with Anna Kendrick, um, and Bill Hader, and that was like, uh, it was in twenty nineteen. Oh. Um, so yeah, he wrote and directed this movie. Um, it was produced by uh, Miss Sandra Bullock, um, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yay, more female producers. Um, distributed by Warner Bros. and released on December 20th t- 2002 now the craziest part which i i mean again it's because we're shocked that it was so well received is it was filmed on a budget of si- 60 million dollars and it made the box office of 199 yeah. million dollars yeah. sorry did i just say 60 dollars or did i say 60 million 60 million, million. Okay, I it was not on a budget of sixty dollars. No way. Uh, that is effing mm. like I am so confused. Like why? Yeah,
1: like, I, yeah. I mean, the performance of the movie and the critical reviews don't add up. So, yeah. But I mean, it did well. It did well. Hmm.
0: Um. I'm gonna move on to the cast now. So. We have, of course, Mr. Hugh Grant as George Wade, the billionaire that um, uh, Sandra Bullock works for. So we have Sandra Bullock as Lucy uh, Kelson, who plays um, a lawyer um, who specializes in environmental law and um, pro bono. I have no idea what that means. I've just written it down um i think pro
1: bono is like when you offer to do work for free
0: voluntary right that's what i thought
1: yeah 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 and you offer to do like free work i i think i know this from like gray Grey's anatomy oh, when they like offer do. pro bono services for like kids <laughs> that like can't afford the treatment or something and they're like oh. we're gonna do it pro bono or something like that so yeah
0: that's kind of cute
1: But yeah, there we go.
0: Um there we go. We have Francie Swift as Lauren Wade who is um Lauren is the the brother's wife, right? Yeah, Lauren is the brother's wife. Um Dana Ivy as Ruth Carlson. Um Robert Klein as La- Larry Kelson. Dana Ivy um I don't know if anyone remembers but she is the hotel lady in Home Alone 2 lost in new york I, it bugged me for so long oh yeah i was like i know her face Do you know, sh- Do, see she looks like so I,
1: so I i've never watched harry potter i've never well, i've seen snippets but i've never watched like a full harry potter maggie
0: movie. maggie smith yes she, yeah yeah she does look she like looks smith. like maggie smith yeah, that's true. yeah. um yeah. Uh, yeah, Robert Klein as Larry Kelson. We have Jason Antoon as Norman, um, Heather Burns as M- Meryl Merrill Brooks, um, David Haig as Howard Wade, um, who is uh George Wade's brother, Dorian Missick as Tony, um Joseph Badaluka Jr. as Joseph Badaluka, um who is in The Sopranos, um and Jonathan Docker. oh I can't even say this Jonathan docker as Tom Brooks um, Sharon Wilkins as Polly St. Clair Bill Bowers as Mime Vian Cox as Mellie Corman um, Janine Lamana as Elaine Kaminsky Eriza um, Polonko as Rosario Charlotte Mayer as Helen Wade um who is, I think, George's wife, if I'm not wrong. Um, Catherine Winnick as Tiffany. Um, Mr. I can't even say his name. Um, Donald Trump as himself. (laughs) Nora Jones as herself, Mm -hmm. um, playing the piano. Uh, And Mike Piazza as himself um, during the Mets. So he was the baseball player during the whole Mets scene and blah, blah, blah um
1: oh right so yes mm.
0: there we go um a few facts about the movie obviously there's not a lot um but yeah so um so it just says director mark lawrence suffered headaches sinu- sinus infections a root canal and a slip disc while making the movie um which <coughs> i don't know why that's a fact um, Lawrence previously wrote the films Forces of Nature and Miss Congeniality, which starred Bullock, and it was on the latter film where he asked her to look at his unfinished script, which we mentioned before that she liked it without even reading the script. I mean, she she signed on without even reading the script. Um, Hugh Grant was also like the first choice for the part um, because him and Sandra Bullock like wanted to work together um, before in a film, and it didn't end up happening or something like that um he wanted to basically write a character unlike his Notting Hill character um but at the same time not like a playboy character like the Bridget Jones in The Bridget Jones Diary um and yeah um so m- like most mm. f- mostly the filming took place in New York City um as Bell mentioned earlier it was unfortunate like because of the tragedy it was the first filming production that took place after the September 11 attacks, which is mm. really a, w- a weird trend because last week when we did Made in Manhattan, that mm-hmm. was also one of the movies that was filmed right after the um, 9/11 attacks. Um, so I'm, I'm I think this one was probably just right before uh, Made in Manhattan, and that's when they made it. Um, the film was supposed to be shot entirely in Toronto due to cheap production costs, but Sandra Bullock insisted that a film about New York City must be made in New York City. Um, and it was shot entirely on location within 17 weeks. Um, oh, wow. Oh. Uh, another, like, addition um, on to that is the film revitalized the economy of New York City after the terrorist attacks of 9-11. Yeah, which is, um, I mean, amazing. Um, and allowed businesses to flourish again. Um in honor of the Carson Cruz con- contribution to the city, um, 11th December 2002 was named two weeks' day by the mayor of New York City. Oh. Um, which is quite impressive to have done that. Um. The Coney Island Community Center is, in fact, a child restaurant building that went out of business years ago. Um, It was was designated um, New York City landmark on February 4th, 2003, just one month after the movie was released. Um, (laughs) This is kind of funny. Um, Hugh Grant is known to be a bit of a diva. Well, not him, but like... He's kind of known to like mm-hmm. not get along with his right. co-stars, but on this occasion, he said that Sandra Bullock was his favourite person to work with throughout his career. Which is kind of cute. That's kind of nice. <laughs> um, this is the second film Heather Burns has acted alongside Sandra Bullock. Um, so, Heather Burns is Meryl Brooks' Um, in this movie um they uh worked on miscongeniality and then obviously the second miscongeniality um uh the next fact is a little interesting and a little annoying not annoying but like just a little bit mm. um the house George's brother lives in is actually one of Donald Trump's homes
1: really um
0: I roll Trump lent his Westchester home to the production and shot a cameo for the film. I mean, of course he did. um I feel like he insisted um that's a very him thing to do anyways mm. um, as of twenty eighteen, Hugh Grant starred in mm. all four features directed by Mark Lawrence um This one is the first um Grant plays a romantically involved character in all of the films and is paired with a different actress all actresses, each time. Um, Jason Antoon, who plays Norman, okay. also was with Mark Lawrence and Hugh Grant in Music and Lyrics. And this um, movie was going to be made without Mr. Hugh Grant because of another Hugh. Hugh Jackman.
1: Mm, I don't know how I, how I feel about that
0: they said that they were going to film with um, Hugh Jackman but he obviously couldn't do it because at the time he was working on mm. um, Kate and Leopold um, which was yeah we could have seen George Wade played by Mr. Hugh Jackman don't know if that would be better or worse I think it would have been worse to be fair I think Hugh Grant I really mm. like him in this um, character I think he, he's like he's, fun- mm-hmm. he's really funny in this in movie um, which I like but yeah um that's that's all from little old me so i'm now gonna hand you over to Belle.
1: okay so we are going to start with the soundtrack and um mm-hmm. so the soundtrack had 21 songs Um, it was mostly upbeat so soulful music r&b um i think i i, I picked some songs that i'm i feel like people would recognize so Um, Mm -hmm. One of them was Taking Care of Business, which I'm sure a lot of people know because um, up until now, I mean, it's still used in like adverts. And I think there's even an advert now that uses it. I think it's like... How does it go again? Taking care of business. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. that song. Yeah. So I think it's it's used for like a cleaning advert or something like that. Where like they have like like washing up liquid or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously the iconic um song respect which I'm sure most I-S-S-P-C-T. of
0: P.C.T. <singing>
1: That's it away. what it
0: means to me. <coughs> no, we both had to sing it. Come on, that is like the best song.
1: <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I don't want to outshine you, know, you for so <coughs> i just <coughs>
0: R.E.S.P.C.T. um is actually on one of like my shower playlists like i've got a playlist with like really old songs and stuff and every time it comes on um it's just like amazing to sing in the shower so there you go R.E.S.P.C.T.
1: so we've got taking care of business which was written by randy backman and then we've got respect which was written by otis redding that is and performed by Aretha Franklin. So that's what it's officially down as when you search it. However, um so quick so just a quick fact. It wasn't actually originally an Aretha Franklin song. So yeah, so Otis Redding basically um he I I believe he wrote it and produced it. Bear with me. Let me Oh, I S P
0: C T. That's what it means.
1: Okay, so, um, yeah, respect. I
0: was just being a musical interlude while you were getting the facts up. Thanks. You're
1: Thank welcome, you. Now. Thank you so much me. How can I ever repay you? But um, basically, so respect was originally sang by Otis Redding in 1965 so he actually um he was actually the songwriter as well but his version was more from a point of view of um basically a man pleading with a woman that he loves to like come back to him and like he wanted her back whereas Aretha Franklin's version is more like speaking fr- the best one yeah I mean I think it's the yeah. I, I didn't I mean if I hadn't basically watched this movie and searched it and you know to get all the facts. I wouldn't have known that it had two versions originally, so Yeah. And I'm sure a I mean, lot of people don't like, know. Franklin was the best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But and,
0: more about empowerment ladies. Yeah, exactly.
1: And obviously from her point of view, she's coming from a point of view of, you know, speaking as a confident woman, empowering woman and yeah, who's basically just, you know, asking for respect. So yeah, so there we go. Fun fact. There we go, and, it's... <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was um, it was produced by At- Atlantic Recording Corporation, and um, Aretha Franklin won two Grammys What's for new? it.
0: Or oh, Respct. Uh,
1: uh. No, sorry, <laughs> for 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 the song. Just to be clear, she was not in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Grammy Award-winning. No, she won two Grammys. She won two Grammys for r e s p e c t And <laughs> so, where I was she? Don't see her in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, all together. So all the um, looking at all the songs that were um, that came up in the mu- in the movie, um, all together they seem to all have quite an extensive list of movies and TV shows that they've worked on since, Mm -hmm. like as the years have gone by. So some of them are, and so you've got, I've got some of your favorites in here, Fee. Oh, and I saved it for last. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, some, some of the ones that they've worked on are, um, Annabelle, which I think is like a horror movie. Um, Jane, the Virgin, Black Mirror, The Crown, The Queen's Gambit, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, How I Met Your Mother, Gossip Girl, Gilmore Girls. Yes! And yeah, I mean, there there were so many, but I mean, it was really impressive to see that they'd, you know, they'd all worked on um, Two Weeks Notice and now, you know, fast forward.
0: Is this John Powell? So
1: John, um, not just John Powell, but... um, like other people, so other composers, other producers, and stuff, yeah. But okay. he was he was a key producer, yeah. John Powell, yeah. of the um, musics, the music that we hear. Yeah. So now moving on to the script. So of course the genre is romantic comedy. It's a romantic comedy, and um, personally, I thought the romance and comedy was well balanced throughout the whole thing. Um. You've got George's um, witty, you know. His um, he's he's quite witty. He's quite sarcastic, which I think Hugh Grant does really well, just in I think general. That's
0: his like acting, yeah,
1: yeah. So, and I think his like Hugh Grant has a deliver, like he's the way that he delivers his lines is quite like it's quite like, witty. He does that, yeah. He's yeah. he like, oh, like, yeah. yeah, and um. Obviously, what also adds to the um, the like the com comical element is um he his status, which is he's quite well, he's a very wealthy man in the movie, and this makes him quite oblivious to like the things that av- the average person goes through. So I think it's always quite it it's it always adds a bit of like comedy when you've got a character <laughs> yeah. that like lives in like their own bubble of like riches, and yeah and then they you like you always see them like saying really outrageous things and it's like that's not yeah. acceptable you can't say that and it definitely adds that like comedy element to it so i think he does it's like he that does scene it...
0: in the end yeah
1: oh which one
0: the one where he's like i can paste your parents a ac- like apartment in six seconds <laughs> he's like yeah what? yeah." <laughs> <laughs> that's so not true exactly okay.
1: and that definitely adds I to like the, yeah yeah it adds that's to true. the comedy because he's like yeah. he says all these outrageous things because he's just so rich he can't imagine like living you know, to be living in like yeah an average house um yeah and he basically it's just basically down to the fact that from the beginning we see that he doesn't really realize how um his company's decision um affects like the average person living in a less wealthy community but as um the movie progresses we see that transition of him becoming a bit more um a bit more um he basically develops a yeah a bit more understanding of what they're going through and yeah becomes a lot more caring and what i noticed is he with george's character his his co- um his the comical element comes a lot more through his words Whereas with Sandra Bullock's character Lucy, it's a, um, the comical element is a lot more in her actions, because a, um, you see you see it a lot more in like the, her clumsiness, and like even when she's snoring, when they like try to like she's drunk and they try to put her to bed, and they're like she's basically like her snoring is so loud,
0: and it's even like you made the loudest mo- noises that I've ever that a woman has ever made yeah, to, or something. <laughs>
1: and then obviously the scene where she's like eating a chili she's had a chili chili dog and she needs to use the toilet so i feel like with hers it's the com the comedy comes a lot more through her actions whereas with him yeah. it's a lot more in his words so i thought that was interesting that and, was such
0: an unnecessary scene can i just add that was so yeah. une- that whole scene was so pointless yeah it was like
1: it didn't need to be there and it was, it was, what, an hour and 40 minutes? There were definitely scenes that could have been left out. Even the, um, the f- football game, was it? Baseball game. The baseball yeah. game could have, didn't have to be there. It just didn't achieve anything. So I don't know why it was in there, but yeah, there we go. And, oh, something that I did think was basically at the beginning, it shows um, very early on in the movie, it shows... Basically, when she starts working for him, it's like six months in, four months in,
0: yeah, you know, two months in. I didn't like the timing. Yeah, yeah,
1: I didn't like that, and I didn't get it. Yeah, it just yeah, and I felt like it it rushed their relationship.
0: Yeah, it was. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, which yeah, I didn't that element in the script. I didn't like. I didn't think it worked either. Yeah, and then. The setting, um, so it was mostly set in George's hotel because he owns a hotel. So, um, it's mostly set in his hotel or his office, which is, um, obviously she's his employee and she's, um, she's a lawyer, um, in his, um, in his firm, and we see a few New York landmarks like the Chrysler Building, and then there's also the I, I'm trying to pronounce this correctly, the Frances Tavern which is basically like a landmark museum and it's also a restaurant in um, New York. And mm. it, um, it supposedly played a prominent role in history before and during, and during the American Revolution. And it oh, okay. basically became like the headquarters for George Washington, which that was interesting. Uh, Americans
0: are going to kill us, by the way, <laughs> uh, about this history lesson. I'm so sorry, we don't know what this is. <laughs> I've never heard of that. The fra- <laughs> what is it called? Yeah.
1: Um, Frances tavern. So it's F R A U N C E S. Frances, Frances. Fra- I'm not sure about the pronunciation. Basically, the scene where you know when they have lunch and they're like picking off each other's plates. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That was it. That was that. Um, that was basically the museum slash restaurant. So, what? yeah. Okay. Fun I, fact.
0: Okay. Yeah, fun fact. Clearly, I don't know. Yeah. i I remember this anyway. It's gone.
1: Yeah. And oh, so, what was your
0: favorite scene? Theme. I mean, um, <laughs> my memory doesn't serve. So I'm joking. Um. <coughs> What was my? Actually, you go first because I can't think of one right now. Okay,
1: so mine would have to be the helicopter scene when they're in the helicopter yeah, and they're basically looking down at the Chrysler Building. Yeah, that was really and I cute. thought that was just really sweet, and it felt like the first moment that they both kind of took each other in because they're so close in the hel- in the helicopter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're like closely sat 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 next to each other and. Like, without having to say much, you can just see in their body language how they feel about each other. So I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think I'd say that one as well. I'm going to piggyback on yours because I can't remember any other one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, actually, the thing is, I think, again, why I can't remember any other is because I didn't like this movie. Um, I think... (laughs) I'm trying to think.
1: Just blocked out of your memory. I probably
0: have. Maybe, like... Maybe, like, you know when he, like, figures out that she's, like... um, She's like, uh, basically trying to be the worst that she can to get fired or something. And he's like, they're literally having oh, this conversation yeah. while, um, like she he's just like pulling her by the hand. It's like a really like friendly like situation, which I I think that was cute. Mm. Um, but actually now that you think now that you told me, it's like even that restaurant scene where they're picking off like you know and yeah she's cheating him like yeah like a kid and he's like. She's taking out, like, the insides of the bread so he can eat it. Yeah. And he's taking the beads. And I'm just like, that is a really cute thing. And I think it would have worked really well if they had focused on stuff like that, like, in terms of what makes them good, like, kind of cute friends. And then the progression of the romance. But, yeah, I think I like that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's a good choice. Okay. So now moving on to the um, how people responded to the movie the critics are friends yeah the critics are friends so i mean they seem quite divided because some some thought it was decent some just did not like mm-hmm. it and so they oh edit so they um generally i mean the ones that thought it was decent they tended to basically say that it was pleasant pleasant Pleasant?
0: President, president, anyway. did you mean president of the United States? I Mr. meant, I meant Pleasant
1: fee. I don't know. I don't know why I com- uh, why That's I combined right. ple- pleasant with president. Real
0: human. But anyway. I said success. I, sus- uh, I said success instead of Sussex. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> it's fine. I love it. It's fine. It's so funny. President. Oh my god! You could have a president who's pleasant. Unlike Mr. Trump, A
1: pleasant Um, president. But uh, they thought it was pleasant, yet predictable. Mm -hmm. And some of them didn't think predictable was a bad thing. But like... (laughs) Yeah, others thought it was like... Others meant predictable in a bad way. Some meant predictable in a good way. Like, oh, yeah, it was cute. You know, it's what you expect from like Mm. a fluffy... Romantic comedy, um, but from the very beginning, I have to agree that as soon as she like goes to his office, I knew where it was going. I was like, I I know how this is gonna end. They they're gonna set their differences aside and fall in love, and yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. So I thought it was
0: predictable. But even and
1: or, I mean, mm, go ahead.
0: I don't know if you agree with me, Belle, but like even the way Sandra Bullock is represented as a character who's like so like clumsy and like so like you know like um what's the word like you know when they actually like both meet up with each other and um mm. like the first like the first time they both like see each other and like outside his building and outside like she's so like she's portrayed as so frazzled and like not damsel in distress kind of thing, but she's just like, um, it's ex- like excuse me, like can you like just look at my proposal? Oh like, yeah. And I'm like, that's
1: yeah, like Sandra yeah, yeah.
0: can't play I mean, not that she can't, but it just like she doesn't I don't know, that kind I think of role. That, that kind of, her. It's a bit beneath yeah,
1: her, it's yeah. A bit beneath her. Yeah. Like, I
0: just think she's such a like a strong, fierce woman. Like I yeah. just would never see her. I mean, obviously like we see that side to the character later on when like she gets a job. But like, yeah, I don't know. I think even the setup of how the characters meet and it was a bit very like, I think it was very mm-hmm. predictable, and a bit bit f- like film, f- sorry, film mm. flim- flimsy. Yeah,
1: yeah, I yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, I did think it was beneath her. It's not. Yeah, I haven't really seen. I see her in roles where she's a lot more assertive, a lot stronger. So, yeah, I didn't think this yeah. like played very well. To to her. It feels
0: kind of like the so miscongeniality character, like how she's in the beginning. Oh, Do you my know what I,
1: goodness. Mean? I thought the exact yeah, same exactly. thing. She
0: is so close to that character.
1: But yeah, sorry, Fee, just to no, quickly touch on. on that. I felt like they basically took Hugh Grant from one, you know, like his character from one of his movies, yeah. like you mentioned, is like basically a blend between. His um Notting Hill character and his Bridget Jones character. Yeah. And basically they put them all together and said, Okay, you're you're we're putting this you in a, a movie. We're yeah. putting you in a
0: movie.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then they basically saw, took Sandra Bullock's character as Miss Congeniality mm-hmm. and more or less. Just like play of, in like the environmental
0: kind of... lawyer type of Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Yeah.
1: And it's it's basically kind of the same format.
0: It's yeah. And yeah,
1: I thought it was basically borrowing like they borrowed from other movies, mm-hmm. which I thought it could I could I thought it could have been more original. BT dubs. There we go.
0: Hugh, Ca- Hugh Grant's character in Notting Hill is go. who I aspire to marry. So there we go. I would just like to keep it out of there. <laughs> that is such a cute character and so well written. But anyways, go on. Yeah. Um, and
1: oh what what the critics um did like, what they really praised was um the actual actors, mm, so Sonia yeah, Bullock definitely. and Hugh Grant. And um they thought generally they commented that they were lovable mm-hmm. and made the movie watchable. Yeah, for sure. What they didn't like and made it very clear, by the way, is um yeah, most of a lot of the negative comments was basically aimed at the director.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: And one critic actually said something like, if you think this movie is flawed, b- um, blame Mark Lawrence.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> I probably wouldn't go as far as, I mean, I think she, was, the, she yeah. was
1: from weekly. Oh, probably like yeah. the weekly publication. Okay. But yeah, um, she was like, if you think it's flawed, blame Mark Lawrence. And I was like, "Oh!" but yeah, they did really bash him. Yeah. People just didn't like it. I mean, I don't and think they thought the yeah. script was too simple. Yeah. Oh, go
0: ahead. Sorry, um, I don't think you can blame him that much because if they are as actors, if they are like, if they have done such a good job, it has to do with majority of the direction that they they've been given. So I don't think that in that aspect mm. it was as bad. I think I think the main flaw, if you might call it, is just the chemistry, and that's what you need to have a really mm-hmm. good strong. Yeah, the chemistry is not great. Is the chemistry is mm. just not there, and that's why it feels like it's no. everything is predictable no. and. It feels out of place, but yeah. Sorry, go on.
1: Yeah, um. So they thought the script was very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie was too familiar, and not memorable.
0: Mm. So Sophie, what I did think, you think of? Um, the I think it's quite male, like,
1: brief as well. Relationships like, in the movie. The men are representation represent of the men. corporate
0: world, and I think the women are a bit more exception, with the exception of like Lucy Kelson's dad. Um men represent this like corporate greed and like um mm. um this this kind of, yeah, this like this corporate hunger, except actually, I think in some aspects, yeah, even like right. George like Hugh Grant's character does but in others like he's completely like a rebel of it so I would just say like men are portrayed as quite you know in this movie it's more like just career goal like focus like Mm. that and it's just like um like as I said before it's just more of like corporate relationships and corporate greed and like invested on like how to you know get the extra dollar for themselves and like regardless of like what happens um yeah, what ha- like, what happens to other people. Um, but, yeah, and then in terms mm. of, like, I would say in terms of, like, the romantic, like, character fit, I think, for Hugh Grant, um, I, I quite yeah. like his character. Like, I think he's... Um, yeah, there's also, there's a lot of flaws to him, and, like, he's kind of this playboy character, but at the end, like, when he realises he loves her and stuff, I think he is, like, a depiction, I guess, of the modern man. Is like he could care less at times about like what his business is doing um yeah which is we don't we don't see much of that as well like in in certain in certain movies like a lot of the times like the man is always career focused whereas (laughs) Hugh Grant's character is like what tie should I wear or like what should I do like am I like looking like am I looking stupid or like it's like is that funny guy character which I always mm. love and I appreciate like a character that's written that way and he obviously played it really well. So I think the men yeah to mm-hmm. a certain extent the men do represent corporate greed. Um also the dad is really supportive yeah. of Lucy in this movie and that's always a nice thing to to have in the movie. Um he's kind of her like sensitive pillar um mm-hmm. in contrast to it. like her, her mum um and yeah i think i think with the exception of like the side characters i think that both the mm-hmm. men the two men in this um film hugh grant and um lucy's dad are like quite sensitive and funny and yeah i like their characters um what about you bell yeah
1: i what what was interesting is um, especially with Hugh Grant's character George, he seemed to have two sides to him. So he has this like wealthy, you know, he's got this facade of like he's wealthy and he's, you know, he's exactly he owns X, Y, and Z. But at the same time, he he relies on her for his like day to day activities. He has yeah. That's the thing. The thing, is, thing. Yeah. Like, what's interesting is that, at the end of the movie, I was like. She doesn't really do much legal work. She just seemed more like a PA to him. He like calls her at midnight just to like have a conversation. He like calls her from her best friend's wedding, and she thinks it's an emergency, and she turns up and he's like asking what tie should he wear and what suit should he wear. And in that in in that moment, and like in mm-hmm. moments after that, you know, he relies on her and he really respects her um mm-hmm. her point of view, which I thought was really. Um, came across really well mm-hmm. yeah that he wasn't dismissive of her because especially of his status he wasn't dismissive but he was actually like you're the mm-hmm. smartest person i know so yeah i liked that um that element and also you've got her dad who's married to like Strip his equal in yeah. terms of like her, her mum's. you know her mum's not someone that's like yeah. just like really a strong kind of,
0: personality basically yeah
1: like basically her yeah her mom like is able to yeah. like voice her opinions and <laughs> what she says matters and she's very accomplished yeah and she's got a strong personality to like match her dad so i thought that was quite nice to see it's as well it's interesting
0: yeah like now that you bring up that point i feel like uh, like so lucy and george like they i guess are reflections of the mom and dad because like I think George and the dad's character mm. are very similar in terms of character trips. and like Lucy's, mm-hmm. like as much as she doesn't want to, like is just literally like like her mom. her mom. Um, um, but we're just gonna touch on the last point, and it is basically about the female relationships in this movie. Um, obviously, there's like I think probably two or three female relationships in this movie. If I'm really honest. Um, but uh yeah, Belle, let me penny for your thoughts. What do you think of the female relationships?
1: The female relationships were portrayed a lot more negatively compared to the male relation the male relationships. So you've got Lucy's relationship with her mum, and it seems like she's almost trying to live up to what her mum wants her to do when her mum has certain expectations for her. And her mom's, by the way, quite you know accomplished, and I think she's a lawyer, isn't she? She's
0: so they're all lawyers, and they're all attorneys. They're all yeah.
1: lawyers, yeah. Her, her dad and her mom, yeah. So her mom's you know accomplished, and she's a Harvard graduate. And um, there's a point where she's telling George um on the rooftop when, and um, mm. they're having a conversation. She yeah. says something. She like makes a joke about how her mom you know used to say when she was younger. Oh, I don't. Basically, something along the lines of um. You know, I don't want you to get below an A yeah. in school. Something along like those how hard lines, and it's with, basically, yeah. yeah. And it's basically you s- in that moment you see that although she, you know, she completely loves her mum. There's also this side of, you know, her kind of questioning if she's good enough. Mm. And we never really see a resolution to that. Yeah. I don't think we even see her mum after that scene. Her mum doesn't. What's interesting is her mum's mm. quite a, is portrayed as a strong character, but she's only in about two or three scenes.
0: Yeah, yeah, accurate.
1: Yeah, not very many, not very many. She's just in a few scenes. So, um, yeah, there's that, and then there's also her relationship with her best friend, mm-hmm. which, um, her, and her best friend is always there for her. But the only thing was when she ran out of her best friend's wedding. That's the most ridiculous to thing to go and help no. George.
0: That is the and most I ridiculous. Myself,
1: Would you ever do that? I don't. Yeah. Honestly, I I was like, this is so unrealistic. I don't. I I don't think that needed to be in the movie. I mean, I guess they were trying to show her devotion to him and yeah, the fact that if he basically says jump, she says how high and she comes running. But I just thought, like, it's not realistic to see a bridesmaid run out of her best friend's wedding. Yeah. And the fact that the best friend was like.
0: Oh, okay. It w- it was
1: never addressed. Yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, okay. She's like, just like, fine. oh, yeah. He's your boss. That was my. Yeah. Wedding. And I just
0: think the fact that <laughs> I would have been like, you're I- never invited to anything in my life.
1: I just found it odd that it was never addressed. Um, that whole, f- the fact that she, like, run out of her best friend's yeah. wedding to go and help her boss. I just found it bizarre that they just never addressed it. Like, they didn't. Have a fallout mm-hmm. and then obviously have a, like have a heart to heart and then you know repair their relationship again. So I thought that was quite odd.
0: Okay, here's the but thing. Over
1: to you, Fee. Here's the
0: thing, right? Female relationships. I'm gonna yeah. go into that wedding point because that just bugged me so much. But mm-hmm. like, if you if you aren't a f- a family member or whatever and you're calling me on the day of someone's wedding mm-hmm. i'm not gonna pick up your phone i don't care you could be no. dying unfortunately i'm so sorry but i'm not picking up your phone because i'm like you're she's a part of like her best friends it's not even okay like mm-hmm. someone you know is wedding it's like her best friend i'd get so, if yeah. that was my if that was one of my best friends i'd get so pissed off i'd be like you're not invited to anything, I'm sorry, you're just no that's rude, like also mm-hmm. she didn't she she made kind of a scene when she left, yes, yeah. so inappropriate, I'm sorry, but, but basically I like, stole but... the attention, yeah, whatever, call me up yeah, whatever, no. I just don't think that's acceptable, like that's your best no. friend, and you've no. just created a scene and are going to help your boss for like also, yeah, why didn't she just give him a call if he's Texted that about an emergency. Maybe it might be a bright idea to just give him a call and find out what's happening. Mm-hmm. That would have saved you so much yeah. more trouble than running out of the I don't wedding. think
1: I don't think that scene was very well thought out. at no,
0: it just it angered at me. All. I'd be like I would have I would have just I'd gone I'd I had gone i i do not know how that lady had so much pas- like patience in her. But um mm, I think yeah. I'd agree with you as well. I think so um the mum basically, I think She does have this unrealistic, like, kind of moral scale for her daughter, and and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not yeah definitely ideal to me. Like, especially when she's one thing that I got got really annoyed at is like she has all these qualifications, and of course I know money is not everything, whatever. But to a certain extent, if you're living in New York and you need to Mm -hmm. buy a property, and he's giving you two hundred fifty thousand dollars like, for a job, Mm -hmm. like, that is brilliant, and I think yeah, like, you can do pro bono work in your free time, like, if you are, of course, she's Mm -hmm. very devoted to it, so she'd always would have found a way, but I don't think it's, um I don't think it's particularly positive that her parents are discouraging her from something that can really help her invest in her future, and, like, help her buy her home, or, like, is is a real financial gain for her. I think that is that is just ridiculous. I think uh yeah, I know sometimes we you go into jobs where you know you're not fulfilled. But here she had like the best of everything. Un unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I know even though she was like treated like a personal um assistant at times, but like she had so many other perks and it's like I think yeah. coming from like our perspective right now, you're like but, I don't care. I would have just done this for a few years, banked mm-hmm. the money mm-hmm. and like moved on with my life like that's it, like yeah, there's no um there's no argument, but yeah, I think that, like you were saying, the mum and hi i I don't understand why the resolution was never like worked on um yeah, yeah, and just unrealistic goals for her daughter, um just that kind of pressure and stuff, I think has obviously had like turned her into this a hot mess if i'm gonna say that mm-hmm. um but yeah i think it did contribute to like other factors of why she's so worked up and and um uh and it's just so frazzled at all times but yeah um i agree with you bell i think yeah um we're gonna move on now to the ratings ladies and gents unless you have okay. anything else to add on bell
1: no, 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 we can we can go ahead. All right. And rate the movie.
0: Um yeah, so Belle, what would you rate this movie out of five? Well Are we gonna go to the Dewey Decimal system? <laughs> Don't tempt me.
1: <laughs> um, oh gosh, I think I get I, I try to like rate it against all the other movies and like, see which was like worse and which was better. We best. have
0: a, a lot of movies coming up, so I'm just going to... I say follow your heart.
1: So, I think I'm going to give this... I definitely preferred Made in Manhattan more and I think I gave that a three or a three point something, so I'm going to have to give this like a two. Oh
0: my God, here we go again. <gasps> 2.25. <laughs> here we go.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give it a two. So... Mm-hmm definitely a point for Sandra Bullock and the fact yeah. that she produced the movie not just acted in it um second second thing um second point would be for the fact that it was the first hollywood movie to be made after 9/11 and i thought that's quite um yeah it's it's um quite an interesting fact and i think just all the um Exactly, I think it was an, a you know a rom com in the midst of everything that was going on. I think um, it was quite quite a positive move, so another point for that. And then point two five for the fact that it actually fulfilled the rom com criteria and it actually balanced the romantic comedy and you know wasn't just unlike I think Princess Diaries, the first one, which didn't really have any romance. This actually had both yep. elements. So there mm-hmm. we go. All my points, you know, my point
0: system has Amazing. been
1: justified for you. So, <laughs> so <laughs> over uh, to you.
0: <laughs> I think it's no surprise that I didn't like this movie. So, I'm going to give it a one. I know it's mm. really harsh. Oh, wow. But that's just the way how I'm living life right now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I think this
1: is the worst rating so far, isn't it? From yeah, all the I've movies given this, we've seen. This is the
0: first movie I've given one. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, i'm gonna give wow. it a one because of the acting individually i like their acting mm-hmm. um it lost a point oh, a because one. of yeah sorry it lost a point because of the chemistry um there was no right. chemistry if i just think it would have been just good if they were friends that would have been an interesting concept mm-hmm. or if the time like lapse was a bit like slower and like we got mm-hmm. to see the like relationship actually like blossom like properly just yeah. not these like interrupted and like hasty like um clips so and another point because you know who was in the movie and i don't mean Voldemort even though his actions... trump uh yeah hmm. even though his actions are similar but mr trump was in this um movie and unfortunately every time i see him now i just just angers me um there we have it, ladies and gents. It's been another swell episode. And thank
1: you once again for joining us today as we looked at two weeks notice. And next week we will be looking at Footloose. So um that's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. <gasps> wow. So and yep. we're looking at just for you just to clarify because I think there's like a new version of Footloose. But we're looking at the original, aren't we? With um
0: okay, yeah, we're looking um, at the OG. I forgot no his new name, versions the, here. Like
1: actor that is in the original Footloose, and he does like the T-Mobile adverts.
0: Kevin Bacon.
1: That's it. So
0: the funniest thing is, I don't know what you who you meant by Footloose, but as soon as you mentioned the T-Mobile adverts, I was like, that's it, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> like. I I feel so bad that that's what he's known as now. That's so funny. Uh, well, to me at least. Um, yeah.
1: But yes. But yeah, so um, we're looking at the original Footloose movie.
0: As usual, our social medias will be on the description. You can find us at Acast and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Our um, uh, Twitter and Instagram are the same. So it's at Pod and the email address if you want to send us any questions or queries at the number one at gmail.com. We shall see you next week. Hey, take take care, care. Stay safe. Um, stay safe and bye. bye.